0: Ahoy hoy, everyone, and thank you for coming back for another episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. As always, I'm your guest, The Simpsons Guy, and we are joined by our guest host, Maverick, today. How are you doing, Maverick?
1: I'm doing good there, Simpsons Guy. I think you meant to say that you're the host, right?
0: Didn't I? What did I say?
1: <laughs> you said that you're the guest. And oh, like, I, I thought I was the guest. <laughs>
0: well, I thought I said, uh, as always, I'm your host. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay.
1: It's Friday. It, it's Friday.
0: Yeah, yeah. We missed an episode last week, so next week, I don't know if I'll double up, but uh, we might record two and have one ready, just to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Cool. All right. Uh, so, you have anything new going on in your world in Corpus Christi there, Maverick?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, a lot of stuff happening here in Corpus Christi, um, starting with an event that we're having tomorrow that I'm actually very excited. It's going to be the first convention that I'm going to attend. It's a virtual convention, but still, it's my first convention that I'm going to attend. And I'm not only going to attend it as a guest, I am also going to be a panelist there. Do you know what a panelist at a convention does there, Simpsons guy? They
0: answer questions from dumbasses <laughs> like
1: me. Uh, yeah, more or less. you know. But my panel, I wanted to make it somewhat educational to kind of bring out the teacher in me because... I've noticed uh, since I've been ha- spending a lot of time online trying to communicate with people and get them to game and visit their stores more often mm-hmm. that a lot of people don't really understand what a tabletop simulator is. So when I tell them like, well, hey, you know that I know you, we're trying to practice social distancing, but you know, you can still play tabletop games, board games with friends and family online. <coughs> and a lot of people think that, you know, okay, well, I'm going to load up this game and all I have to do is roll dice and the game will move everything for me, which is not true. And so in my panel, I'm actually going to explain what the difference is between those kind of games and a tabletop simulator. Uh, I'm going to show you all how to like, create an account, how to invite friends, how to create a room where you can invite friends to play the game that you want to play online. And walk you through some of the steps uh the game that we're going to play, which is going to be a Batman the Animated Series board game. It's actually a pretty cool game.
0: Okay.
1: And that's going to be tomorrow at 8 to 9 Central Time on at WebCon. You can go to WebCon Live to register yourself as a guest. That way they admit you entry, and it's all on Discord. So if you don't have Discord, right now is a really good time to get it because everyone is pushing to do stuff online and Discord is a really cool tool for people to stay connected online as well.
0: They're not monitoring uh, their stuff like the people at Twitch, are they?
1: Um, not really because Discord has like private servers mm-hmm. so really it has to be monitored by the people who create the server.
0: Oh, okay, I just don't want an evil overlord uh, looking down upon me, you know what I mean? <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, the cool thing about the Discord servers is like once you're done with it, you can always just leave the server. So like that way, you know, you don't have to get the notifications if you don't want to anymore. Um, and also this last week we recorded a, f- uh, a podcast, a special podcast for the DTS Gaming Crew. It's the gaming crew that I am a part of with the lead designer from an RPG, you know, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, how you have to use your imagination to play. Yeah. Yeah the lead designer of this rpg called maximum apocalypse actually came onto our podcast and uh, you can listen to our most recent podcast where we actually play the game with him like he teaches us how to play the game and the cool thing that we found out at the end of the podcast uh is that he told us that the adventure he made for us like he made specifically for us the dts gaming crew so like we were very honored by that, and uh, I thought it was a pretty cool experience that maybe some gamers out there would love to listen to if they're into D&D or other role-playing games like that.
0: Yeah, there's. Uh, I have plenty of little nerds that like that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> your own nephew, as you know, is a little nerd that likes that kind of stuff, so I'll make sure he yes. listens
1: in. Cool, cool. Yeah, and like... Uh, for those of you listening to the Simpsons Guy podcast that are interested in anything gaming related that we have to that we have to do, it, I you know, we appreciate the Simpsons Guy sharing a lot of our posts on social media. So if you don't get them on social media, you can always just follow us at the DTS underscore gaming crew on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or you can check out our like gaming reviews and other stuff on dropthespotlight.com. Cool, cool, cool.
0: All right. So last week of school, our kids are graduating, actually graduating uh, an outdoor ceremony on Saturday. So life is returning somewhat back to normal. Let's hope it stays this way. Yes. All right. So we're going to start our episode now with our ice cold beverage. All right, uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, Season 2, Episode 10, which is Bart gets Hit by a Car, and its original air date is January 10th of 1991, many, many moons ago. All right, so we're going to start off with what we traditionally start off with, the chalkboard and the couch gag. Uh, the chalkboard gag has sell- has Bart writing, I will not sell school property all over it. Makes me wonder what he was trying to sell off.
1: Hey, you know, when I saw that intro, I got a really good idea that maybe you could do on your Twitter because I know Twitter has polls. Uh-huh. Um, you could actually start like a Twitter poll, like, hey, like, you know, do what the do screen th- capture.
0: What do you think that uh, Bart stole?
1: Stapler. Yeah, like what is he selling? Like uh-huh. stapler, computer. Like I mean, it had to have been something big for him to get the tension and have him write on the chalkboard, mm-hmm. right?
0: Maybe he got a hold of Krabobble's keys and he was trying to sell her a car.
1: <laughs> good idea, good idea. Just something to think about, to put yeah. on Twitter for yeah. your Twitter followers. Yep,
0: yep, yep. I, mm, that, that does sound like a good idea. Anyway, so the couch gag. Everyone... Hops on to the couch, and Homer squeezes them all out. He's so fat, all the rest of them just pop out of the couch, and he just sits back comfortably by himself.
1: I'd say it's kind of a ricochet thing going,
0: something like that, right? They
1: they bounce off the <laughs> fat man, I think. Yeah.
0: All right, so we're gonna open up the uh, episode with. Bart skateboarding all over downtown Springfield in a rather reckless manner. As little kids are going to do, right? He's skating rather fast. He's not being very careful. And as he's skating across the road, he gets hit by a car. That is driven. Yeah, yeah. That is driven by Mr. Burns himself.
1: I really like the intro. It's uh the intro to the show is paying homage to the intro to the show. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, because he's skating
0: recklessly on the intro and then they start off the show with him skating reckless, recklessly here, right? Yeah. And it's, it's not usual that we get to my favorite line of the episode this quickly. Uh, but here we go, right? Smithers gets out of the car and he says, I think the boy is hurt. When Mr. Burns responds with my favorite line from the show already, he says, oh, for crying out loud, just give him a nickel and let's get going.
1: Classic Burns. Classic
0: Burns, right? He thinks a nickel will be enough to cover uh, Bart's uh, wounds and medical expenses, right? (laughs) Yeah. So next thing we know, right, we see Bart lying on the ground and we see his spirit rising from his body. And then his spirit, one, his, his spirit, yeah, his soul, okay. whatever you want to call it.
1: I call it, I heard spit, that's why. No, 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 spirit, <laughs> soul, something like that, okay. whatever
0: you want to call it, right? And then his little spirit turns around and he sees himself. He says, Hey, cool, I'm dead, right? He's he's uh, fine with the fact that he's dead at the moment. And the next thing we know, he's taken an, es- an escalator up to the pearly gates of heaven, right? He sees great-grandpa Simpson uh, choking, who can I can only assume is grandpa Simpson. And then we see uh, Snowball, the original Snowball, right? Not Snowball 2. But this Snowball is covered in tire tracks because, of course, he was run over. That's why he was replaced by Snowball 2. And then we hear a heavenly voice instructing Bart. Please hold on to the handrail. Do not spit over the side. And then he repeats it in Spanish, right? And then what happens? Well, you can't tell Bart not to do something without him not doing it, right? So what does Bart do? He chooses to spit over the side.
1: Just something interesting here to uh, make your audience and maybe you, the Simpsons guy, think about that, you know, that the voice obviously that we hear is Phil Hartman. In case you couldn't tell, yeah. Um, but why is it only talking in English and Spanish? Makes you wonder, huh? Yeah. What was the joke or gag behind that?
0: No one else is getting into heaven. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> you don't Just something to think yeah, about. If you don't
0: speak either English or Spanish, you ain't getting into heaven. <laughs> kids.
1: Uh, hilarious. Anyway,
0: so next thing we know, right, the escalator turns into a slide and Bart starts to slide all the way from heaven down into hell, right? But as he's sliding and he's screaming, right, we hear, we told you to hang on to the handrail. We asked you not to spit over the side. And then then next thing we know, Bart is in hell, right? And he's uh, as he gets to hell, he's like, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? As he's introducing himself to Satan himself, right? And uh, the devil is all too happy to see him, right? But there seems to have been a mistake, right? The devil is looking at his computer says, uh, according to this, you're not due to arrive until the Yankees win the pennant. And that's n- n- nearly a century from now. Of course, if you follow baseball, we know that this is one of the Simpsons predictions that did not come true.
1: No, because they did dominate the 90s, they, mid-90s.
0: They, they did. Late. They had a stranglehold on baseball there for a second.
1: Yeah, I saw those steroids. Yep, yep.
0: <laughs> and then the devil's like boy is my face red uh because you know he's realizing he's he's got no business keeping bart's soul so and then bart asks um say is there anything i can do to avoid coming back here and then satan goes oh yeah sure but hey you wouldn't like it and bart goes oh okay see you later then i guess he's <laughs> ex- he's accepted the fact that he's gonna wind up in hell yeah And as he's disappearing, Satan says, remember, lie, cheat, steal, and listen to heavy heavy metal music. And Bart goes, yes, sir, rather happily. (laughs) So Bart rejoins the world of the living, and he wakes up in a hospital room, and his family is surrounding him. But also, there's a strange gentleman there, isn't there, Maverick?
1: Uh, yeah, I I mean, I, I, we were talking about that before the episode, that uh, this is his first appearance, right?
0: Yes, the the famous attorney, Lionel Hutz, <laughs> which is voiced by...
1: Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, right? And uh, The late, great Phil Hartman. Yeah, we
0: got to enjoy his work on The Simpsons until his uh, wife went crazy and killed him.
1: And Saturday Night Live, too. Saturday,
0: yes, yes, you can't forget all of his great Saturday Night Live... Uh, characters either. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, Bart sees this strange man, right? And he looks at him and he says, Hutz is the name, Mr. Simpson? Lionel Hutz, attorney at law. Here's my card. It turns into a sponge when he put it in water. And then Homer goes, Ooh, classy. And then Homer says, The doctor says it's just a bump on the head and a broken toe. Nothing serious. And then Mr. Hutz Goes, doctors. Doctors are idiots. Lisa goes, "Excuse me, Mr. Hutz, are you a shyster?" And then, uh, of course, you know Lisa's smarter than the average Simpson, so she, he's she's already uh, seeing through him, right? And then uh, Mr. Hutz goes, "How does a nice little girl like you know a big word like that?" It's at this point that Marge asks Mr. Hutz to leave, and he does, right? Uh, why? Because there's another, he hears another ambulance. He sees a uh, gurney going down the hall and he starts chasing down his next client. Right. And then, uh, we hear him saying, what's that? A broken neck. Great. As he's chasing <laughs> down the gurney down the hospital corridor. And this is when Dr. Hibbert comes in. And then Marge asks, is he well enough for me to start smothering him unbearably, Doctor? And then uh, Dr. Hibbert goes, hmm, better let, better let let him rest up a bit first. Uh, because we know that Marge is already more than willing to smother Bart to death with her mothering instinct right now that he's hurt.
1: As mothers are one to do.
0: Yes, yes. And uh, next thing we know, we see Homer talking to his co-workers about what happened. And he freely, freely admits, if I wasn't so spineless, I'd march into Mr. Burns' office right now. And, and this is when he gets interrupted uh, by Smithers, who yells, Simpson! And then Homer yells, ah! And then Smithers goes, Mr. Burns wants to, you to march into his office right now! And of course, you know, one of the what's one of the greatest running gags that The Simpsons has going for itself? (laughs) Mr. Burns never actually remembers meeting Homer, does he? Nope. So as Homer walks in, Mr. Burns goes, Ah, Simpson, at last, we meet. And then Mr. Burns only offers him $100 and, uh, You know, he's like, he's surrounded by his legal team and he's going to cut him a check. And you kids have to watch the episode because I don't think they they even have these machines anymore. But I do remember one of my old bosses back when I used to work as as a bail bondsman when I was a dumbass kid, he actually had one of these uh, machines that he would cut, actually physically cut the check out for you, which is what Burns is doing here, right? He's physically cutting out $100 $100 check for Homer. But Mr. Burns is so old and decrepit, he struggles in getting the machine to cut through the paper, right? And he hands him the check, right? And then when Mr. Uh, Homer, he uh, Homer takes the check and he says, uh, well, you know, this isn't even going to cover the medical bills. And then Burns goes, oh, extortion is the name of your game, right? And he tosses, Homer out, right? He says, throw him out, Smithers! And then uh, Homer goes, you don't have to do that, Mr. Burns. I can throw myself out, he says. Uh, Burns, as he's leaving, Burns is te- telling Homer that he isn't going to get a cent from him. And then uh, Homer is rather sweaty because he's rather nervous after the meeting with his boss, right? He wipes his brow with Neil, with uh, Mr. Hutts' uh, business card. And it turns into a his, into his sponge and he's, ooh, fancy, right? And he decides to pay Mr. Hutz a visit after being mis- mistreated by Mr. Burns in such a manner. So they walk into Mr. Hutz's uh, office and his uh, secretary plays along with his uh, shenanigans, right? And she goes, the Supreme Court called again. They need your help on some freedom thing. And then um, he says, yeah, yeah, I'll get back to them later, right? And then uh, Mr. Uh, Homer is reading all of uh, the supposed degrees that Mr. Hutz has earned over the years. And he says, yes, Harvard, Yale, MIT, Oxford, the Soburn, the Louvre. Like he mispronounces, the Louvre, the, yeah. He says. mispronounces the Louvre, right? He says the Louvre. Um, <laughs> how
1: the
0: hell are you going to get a degree from a museum?
1: <laughs> you know, this is uh, this is a joke that went way over my head when I was eight years old because that's when the episode came out. You know, I didn't get that joke, but now that I'm older and I rewatched the episode, and I'm like thinking the exact same thing: How the hell did he, did he get a degree from a museum? <laughs>
0: If I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, so is the bone isn't it? Isn't that a
1: museum too? It's something, yeah. It's not. It's not a school no, that I know. No,
0: I think it's one of those fancy European uh, museums. Also, uh, <laughs> if my Parks and Recs uh, knowledge doesn't let me down, it uh, didn't. That lady uh, from Eagleton. You know, that really hot blonde that was running for Leslie's um, seat?
1: Oh, yeah. Veronica Mars. Yeah. I don't know her real name. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's like, you know, the, she she had some work. She studied at the, the Sorbonne or something like that to her or something like, I don't know. It might be an art school, but I, 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 I don't know. I do remember hearing about it, but I don't think, I think it's a museum.
1: Okay, I found it. Okay, what is it? it is- A building in the Latin Quarter of Paris, which from 1253 on housed the College of Sorbonne, part of one of the first universities in the world, later renamed University of Paris and commonly known as the Sorbonne today.
0: Oh, okay. So it is a university.
1: Uh, That's what it looks like.
0: Oh, wow. So it's the University of Paris. It's just a fancier name for it.
1: Yeah, because I think that's what it was originally called when they built it. Cool, cool, cool. I guess it's just a very reputable school, which uh, we kind of don't can't believe Lionel Huds yeah, went there he, because I don't,
0: yeah, I don't think he, <laughs> I don't think he speaks a lick of French, by the way. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Yeah. Anyway, so he goes on, right? Mr. Simpson, the state bar forbids me from promising you a big cash settlement. But just between you and me, I promise you a big cash settlement. And then uh, he says, you'll be getting more than just a lawyer, Mr. Simpson. You'll also be getting this exquisite faux pearl necklace, a $99 value, as our gift to you. By the way, uh, do you think uh, Marge's pearls are faux also? She's got a drawer full
1: of them. They must be faux pearls. Yeah, I'm guessing they are. It's Marge. Yeah, yeah.
0: And and I don't know why she calls them precious family heirlooms when she's got a a, a drawer full of them. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Mr. Hutz kind of says that they're looking at a $1 million payout, which uh, Homer likes the sound of. And with the help of Lionel Hutz, they find Dr. Nick Riviera. Which, if I'm not mistaken, is this is also his first appearance, isn't it? Really? I haven't seen Doctor Nick, right? We we haven't established the huh. hi, he's like hi everybody, hi Doctor Nick thing yet. I think this is the first huh. time we see Doctor Nick.
1: Interesting. I could have. I don't know. Maybe I, I. I know he's like a recurring character, but uh, like I know he comes out also in the. What are those called? The infomercials and stuff, trying to hawk his products, stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me see here, Uh, and we're looking for his first First episode.
0: Yes, first appearance of Doctor Nick Riviera. Right. Anyway, oh, uh, I
1: can look that up. For those of
0: you that don't know who Doctor Nick is, think of the sleaziest doctor uh, that's. Um, dumb enough to Well, tra- we
1: hope that you don't know, we don't actually know any real sleazy doctors. Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> the sleaziest person you know becomes yeah. a doctor. There we go. How's that? That's yeah,
1: right. and that is his first episode.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm going to hang on, I'm gonna try not to hurt myself, patting myself on the back here. <laughs>
1: Good
0: job. My Simpsons knowledge is on point. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> Dr. Nick... Puts up the X-rays. He says, "Just look at the X-rays. You can see the dark spot there. We this smudge here. That's that looks that like, looks my, like fingerprint? my
1: fingerprint. No,
0: that's trauma." He says.
1: <laughs> that, by the way, Simpsons guy is my favorite line of this show <laughs> it because looks like a fingerprint? I, yes, because like I said, I was eight years old when I first saw this episode, and I was like, "How the hell can you see trauma? Like it's a." <laughs> I don't know. It's just—it was really absurd. Yeah. To I mean, think about.
0: Yeah. To see trauma on the brain, you need an MRI or something like that. <laughs>
1: Not an expert. And he's trying to pass off his smudgy fingerprint as a trauma.
0: Yep. Yep. <laughs> and while all this is happening, Marge, who is, uh, we all we all should know by the, by now that she's a wet blanket, right? Mm-hmm. But now she's doing her due diligence, right? She says, with all due, she's like raising all these objections, you know, that's not what Dr. Hibbard said. He seems fine to me, right? And, th- and Lionel Hutz kind of cuts her off. He says, with all due respect, Mrs. Simpson, you're not a doctor. The boy's not a doctor. The only person who comes close is this man. What does that tell you there, uh, Maverick?
1: That uh, he's not really saying much. He's
0: not really a doctor, right? He says the only person yeah. that comes close to being a doctor. Comes
1: close, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, the, uh, so then Hutt says, "Doctor, are you sure there isn't a little soft tissue trauma in the facial area?" Oh yeah, tons of it. I can't do the, even though I am uh, Hispanic, I can't do the, Doctor Nick Riviera Hispanic. Uh, uh, accent it's quite unique he says oh yeah tons of it and he starts wrapping bart's head and he says just say when <laughs> next thing we know mr burns is having a meeting and he wants to fire homer but smithers says uh uh wait wait think about the headlines right and mr burns says okay and he starts to having he starts having these uh, daydream about the head, what the headlines are going to say when he fires the employee of the kid that he just ran over right and in, in his mind this these are some of the headlines that he sees Burns fires ungrateful employee and then we see another smart move by Burns with him pointing at his head. You know, like that meme with the black guy that's pointing at his head. You know, the smart move, the smart thing. Mm-hmm. And another one: "Hooray for Burns!" Right? And Burns uh, is like, "I don't see a problem with all this," right? Uh, what like,
1: about the headlines? Yeah, what
0: about the headlines? Because he, he, according <laughs> to him, they're all going to be really positive, right? But yeah. he agrees to sit down and wait until the media forgotten about the incident. While all this is happening, though. Mr. Hutz is uh, rehearsing Bart's testimony uh, in the Simpson house, right? And Marge and Lisa, always the um, how do you describe them? Not wet blankets, but uh,
1: maybe the more level-headed.
0: Yeah, level-headed, right? They're the more level-headed of the Simpsons, right? They're object They're objecting to all this. But, of course, the men are not listening, right? Uh, For some reason, uh, Homer doesn't like to take the sage advice of his wife most of the time when he should be uh, listening to Marge most of the time. Wouldn't you agree there, Maverick?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Homer is not a voice of reason at all.
0: Nope, nope. So next thing we know, we're in court. Right. And... uh, they're uh, talking back and forth, accusing, they're uh, asking them to re- to relive that day, right? And, uh, you know, uh, but Mr. Burns doesn't understand what he's even doing in court, right? He says, I should be able to run into many, I'm sorry, let me try this again. I should be able to run over as many kids as I want, Right? Uh, as he's trying to justify his actions in court, right? And then the judge says, Mr. Burns, I must warn you that if you continue to disrupt the court in this way, I will have to cite you for contempt. And then Burns goes, you wouldn't dare. And the judge goes, "Uh, well, um, no, Uh, I guess I wouldn't. Showing uh, what kind of a stranglehold that Burns has over this little town, right? yep so bart gets wheeled into the witness stand and the judge says hello bart do you understand the difference between telling the truth and telling a lie don't you son and bart goes maybe the judge goes uh-huh well you wouldn't lie to the united states would you bart and bart goes "Nope." right this is after he looks at Bart, uh, at mr hutz and uh homer and they're both like shaking their heads right and he says nope after seeing them shake their heads right And then Bart starts retelling the story of what happened, right? He's like, he was playing in this innocent, childlike uh, manner, skateboarding freely uh, through town uh, like any carefree boy ought to when uh, he gets uh, targeted for destruction by this runaway, uh, crotchety old is he a millionaire or a billionaire?
1: Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I think millionaire.
0: Right. By this cross- But I could old, be wrong. Yeah, I could be wrong, right? But uh, because, you know, depends on which episode you're watching, right? This is one of the inconsistencies yeah. where you don't mm-hmm. really know if he's worth hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. Anyway. Yeah. So he's telling them about how this uh, predatory millionaire starts hunting him down for sport while he tries to run away from him on his skateboard. And he's like, we says, luckily I was not killed that day. No, sometimes I wish I had been, right? As he puts on, he hams it up as we used to say back in the day, right? He hams it up for his audience. And then Marge and Lisa look at each other, And both of them go, "Ah." Now, it's Mr. Burns' turn to take the stand, right? And he starts to tell his side of the story, right? Oh, it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining. I was driving to an orphanage to pass out toys, he says. And then he starts telling the story of how this evil boy skates. Directly into his VW, into his, uh, into his. Uh, what does he drive? A uh, uh, Rolls Royce. Uh, Rolls Royce. I'm right? guessing. Yeah, he 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 rides into his Rolls Royce uh, recklessly in order for, to get some sort of cheap thrill, right? And then we see in his in his storytelling imagination, right? We see Mister Burns clutching uh, Bart's tiny little body, saying no, take me. I'm old. And then he turns around and he sees the jury is not buying it. He says, what? You bought his cock and bull story, right? (laughs) He's like, why do you believe him, but not me? Right. So next thing we know, we're in recess, right? The court goes into recess and Mr. Burns goes, "Hand your heads in shame, you overpriced, underbrain, glorified notary publics. Just get that big ape to my house tonight and we'll buy him uh, off with a banana or two. Oh, I guess he knows the trial isn't going in his way. And now he's looking for a settlement. Or am I reading that wrong there, Maverick?
1: No, that sounds right. Yeah, I mean, uh, no one believed his story.
0: Right now, no. so he has to resort
1: to, uh, yeah, he has to resort to, uh, I guess, trying to settle for less than what Homer is probably asking for.
0: Yeah, he's gonna try to cut the legs out from under him before he gets a chance, right? Uh, Mr. Yeah. Burns is uh, always looking to save a penny or two, especially if, it, if it's more than one penny or two, right?
1: Anyway, yeah.
0: so next thing we know, Marge and Homer are over at the Mansion, right and burns is showing them around and he's showing them his uh all of his uh hunting exploits right he says that ugly customer over there was the last indonesian rhino on earth i guess he's proud of eliminating an entire species off the
1: face of the earth here sounds about right
0: by the way, uh, do you think uh, anyone could get away with that, writing something like that today?
1: Um, I'm going to say yes, because I I mean, I know what you're saying that, you know, that some people are easily offended, but um, I don't know. I, I don't see that crossing a line more than a lot of the other stuff that they've talked about.
0: Uh, that's true, you know, but there's still there are some things that only certain people can get away with. You know what I mean? Like The Office, yeah. they, they never got in trouble for anything.
1: Hey, like, you think The Office? You should watch. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, like I know. oh my god! They do a lot of things on there that are like, how is this show still on? I know <laughs> it's hilarious, but, but. It,
0: yeah, it is. But I can't binge that show. It's too dark. I have to watch one or two episodes only.
1: <laughs> right? I
0: can binge The Office all day, but I can't binge It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Anyway, I bring that up because I think Michael Scott could probably be the only one on air today that could get away with saying the Kung (laughs) Flu.
1: Am I wrong? No, yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Right, why? Because we know he's not funny, but he's dumb enough to think that he's funny, right? And he thinks that would be a good joke. And of course, we know that's not actually the joke. We know that Michael Scott is the joke. So I think he's mm-hmm. about the only character that could get away with saying something like that right now.
1: Besides anyone from It's Always Sunny, yes.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 that's <laughs>
1: true.
0: But you have to admit, the uh, It's Always Sunny doesn't have as quite an audience, a uh, large an audience as The Office does.
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a more family friendly show, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah I wouldn't watch uh, It's Always Sunny with uh, little kids. No. No. <laughs> anyway, so back to the show, right? Marge goes, hmm, I didn't know you liked animals. I don't know if she's being sarcastic or not. And she goes, oh, I don't like everything about them. Just their heads, he says, right? And then Homer says, Mr. Burns, are you trying to get me drunk? Because he's uh, passing out the uh, brandy, right? And we know Mr. Burns likes his fancy brandy. And I don't think he would share it with a bum like Homer unless he's trying to get him drunk, drunk. What do you think, Maverick?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, doesn't Burns just flat out say yes? Like after after Homer asks, are you trying to get me drunk? Mr. Burns is like, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah he was like, he's not being really <laughs> subtle about it.
1: No, he's not.
0: <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, Mr. Burns offers a $500,000 settlement. I know you kids don't think that's a lot right now, and it isn't. But remember, this was back in 91, Right. This was a ton of money back in the day, right? We're talking about the time when uh, superstar sports athletes are barely earning in the um, millions, right? Not even talking tens of millions yet, right? I don't think mm-hmm. so. Maybe Jordan is in the tens of millions, but even the even the most skilled athletes they're not they're just in the millions brackets, which which is, uh, it doesn't sound like much nowadays, even though it is a lot of money, a lot of money, right? But back in the, back at that time, five hundred thousand would have been a pretty big settlement for a uh, working schmo like Homer, wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely. Anyway,
0: so he offers him the five hundred thousand dollars settlement, and he leaves Homer and Marge alone to talk it over, right? But what they're really doing is they're they they went around. They have this uh, painting with eyes cut out and we see Burns and Mr. Smithers eyes pop up over the painting, right? to spy on them as they talk it over. Right. And Homer wants to hold out for the million dollars, but Marge doesn't want to, right? She doesn't like what Homer is turning into. Uh, He says he's, he's doing business with shifty lawyers and phony doctors. And as soon as, as they hear phony doctors, it's over, right? Mr. Burns comes back in quickly, right? He says, sorry, offer's expired. Guess we'll just have to wait for the jury to decide. Twelve good men and true. Smithers, released the hounds, he says. And next thing we know, Homer and Marge are running across the lawn because they're being chased down by Mr. Burns' dogs. And we see marge in court the next day being called by mr burns's lawyers to testify and the bailiff is asking marge do you promise to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth and nothing but the truth so help you god and marge goes mm-hmm, yes i do and um, <laughs> mr hutz goes uh she sounded an awful lot like she was taking that seriously and uh, awful, <laughs> awfully seriously right he is worried, right? He's worried that he's going to lose his payday. Uh, wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's right here. This whole little scene coming up is uh, one of one of the scenes I probably hate Marge the most. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll, I'll stop you when I need to.
0: All right. So... Um, the, uh so marge goes yes i do right and marge starts to give testimony right and they start asking her about uh mr hutz and what they think of him and what they think uh what she thinks of dr nick ribiera right she thinks like uh, she doesn't really think that she he's really a doctor and he was more worried about finding out things that were wrong with him that were actually than he was with actually fixing them, and that Dr. Hibbert has always been their family doctor, and he she has complete trust in what Dr. Hibbert has to say. Right? And basically what she does, uh, her honest testimony just destroys uh, Lionel Hutz and Homer's case uh, that they were building, and... It did look like they were going to win a million dollars until Marge testifies in court. And then uh, Mr. Burns, uh, right, they go into recess and they're in a meeting, right? They're in the, the same conference room, right? And Mr. Burns says, I'm going to write a figure on it on this piece of paper. It's not quite as large as the last one, but I think you'll find it fair. And he draws a big zero on it. And Mr. Hood says, I think we should take it. <laughs> which leads us to know, which leads us to believe that he his, his case was never really solid to begin with. Next thing we know, did you have something?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I get that Marge is trying to be, you know, the holier than thou. You've yeah. made that pretty clear about Marge's persona. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Burns wasn't even willing to offer to pay for the for BART's medical bills. I can't imagine, you know, that they have the best healthcare working for Mr. Burns. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, If if they even have any health care to speak of. And, you know, the same thing, like I'm sure Homer and the Simpson family are, I don't want to say strapped for cash, but, you know, they're not flowing in it either. And so I, I just don't understand Marge's reasoning, like, behind her thinking that she did the right thing. This is one of the times where it's like, okay, yeah, Marge is a wet blanket, sure, but usually she does right. And this is one of the times where it's kind of like, no, I think she messed up big time.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, to not even get the medical bills, medical expenses paid for.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's th- That rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know
0: i'm with you i'm with you uh i i i would uh kind of feel like homer does right now right so let's continue right yeah and we'll get this um inner picture into homer's head right so the simpsons are all at the dinner table and homer is thinking a million dollars my wife cost me a million dollars and marge is like homer would you like some more macaroni and cheese and Homer's thinking, yeah, a million dollars worth, you treacherous snake woman. No, no, <laughs> right that's in his mind, right? But out loud, he says, no, thank you. And then Marge goes, some string beans? And he's thinking, no, I don't want any string beans either, you two-timing backstabbing. Uh-oh, better answer out loud. Uh, No, thank you. Marge says, some celery with cream cheese on it? And Homer's still thinking, just mouth polite nothings no, thank you. Right. And he's like, uh, Marge, I want to go. He's like, he asks Marge's permission to go to Moe's to go drink, to go drink. Right. And, um, as soon as she says, so she gives him permission, he, he picks up from the table. He picks himself up from the table and heads to Moe's and Marge gets this, this feeling, right. This woman's intuition. She's like, Ooh. Something tell something tells me something. Everything's not right, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bart's talking about everything they could have gotten with the million dollars, right? And this is when Homer excuses himself to go to Marge, and uh, because you know he's like trying not to think about the million dollars, but Bart can't stop talking about it. He says, "Oh, let me go to um, let me go to Mo so I can forget about this." And this is when Marge's woman's intuition tells her something is wrong. Well, over at Mo's, Mo goes, Oh, you're better off. Rich people aren't happy from the day they're born to the day they die. They think they're happy, but trust me, they ain't. And then Homer's just thinking, Mo. Wish he'd shut up. Right, as he's drowning his sorrows in a cold, a big ice cold. A glass of beer and this is when marge comes in to the bar and of course there is never any ladies at moe's bar unless it's ladies night and then of course it's never the kind of ladies you actually want to meet where am i wrong
1: <laughs> i honestly don't remember that many women being inside moe's tavern so
0: and the women you oh. do see there are going to be uh, Barney Gumble types.
1: <laughs> I'll defer to your judgment on that Simpsons guy.
0: Uh, it's not my judgment; it's my
1: Simpsons <laughs> knowledge.
0: Please defer to my Simpsons knowledge.
1: Oh yeah, that's why I trust your judgment.
0: All righty then. Anyway, <laughs> um, so right, uh, everybody starts making uh, uh, uh all the all the barflies start making a racket when Marge gets there. It's like, oh, it's not even bars It's not even ladies' night, right? Moe says. And then everybody's like, and then Homer's like, "Hey, come down, guys, it's my wife." And then she walks up to Homer, and it's like, "Homer, I'd like to forgive me. I'd like, I'd like you to forgive me for doing the right thing." And then Homer's kind of like thinking to himself, "She's been your wife for ten years. You've had three children together. It's time to be honest with her." "I'm not sure I love you anymore," he says out loud. And Marge gasps. He's like, well, don't worry, don't worry. I'll never let on. I'll still do all the bed stuff. <laughs> Maybe it won't How be thoughtful. so bad. Yeah, he's very thoughtful, right? <laughs> he still wants to do the bed stuff with her. He says, I'll never let on. I'll still do the bed stuff. Maybe it won't be so bad. But then Marge says, No, it's not good enough, right? Marge says, You need to look in you need to look me in your eyes and look into your heart and tell me whether or not you love me, right? Marge is demanding it, right? She wants to know whether or not her husband still loves her. And and Homer doesn't want to do it, right? So he starts with her feet, just looking at her feet. He says, all right, look at her. If If it'll shut up, start with the feet. Still angry. Good, good. Homer, good, good, right? Still angry, Ah, uh, good old trustworthy beer. My love for you will never die, right? He's thinking, right? And he keeps looking up, uh, keeps shifting his eyes up at, upward toward his wife. And he looks her in the eyes as, Oh, who am I kidding? I love you more than ever. And all of the barflies start to cheer Homer as he hugs and kisses Marge. And this is when Mo announces... Okay, everybody, for the next 15 minutes, one third off every pitcher. One per customer, domestic beer only. Hey, no sharing. And the episode comes to a close. So, now, Maverick, I get to ask you, out of uh, one through five donuts, how many donuts would you give this episode?
1: If it wasn't for Marge, Marge just knocked down a whole donut right there, Simpson's guy. It was still a very good episode because we get to see Lionel Hutz and Doctor Nick Riviera for the, oh, first the first time, time. apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the whole intro with Bart getting run over, going to heaven and hell. It's just it, it was a solid episode up until Marge ruined it, and unfortunately, I have to give this episode four donuts, which is still good, mm-hmm. but. It's not quite five donuts. So it's, and that's my official rating for it. Nope! Nuts.
0: And I, this is, I think this is the first time we agree. Right? If it wasn't for Marge, I would love this episode a hell of a lot more. But just her overall spirit and being such a damn wet blanket is such a downer in this episode. She doesn't even secure the freaking medical expenses. Uh, for Homer, right? She's not paying for a damn thing. Homer is, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, I would agree with you. I would give this four donuts. Still a solid episode, uh, but uh, the overall um, wet blanketness or party pooper spirit of uh, Marge just drags this episode down one. donut no, not rating. Right, so, um, we've already established that uh, we both uh, don't like the Karenine here of Marge, right? Not so much as she's complaining to the manager, right, but uh, she's, uh, how would you say, uh, how would you describe her actions
1: toward her family and her husband here? Very thoughtless, very thoughtless.
0: Right Uh, in her, I guess, twisted manner of seeing herself do the right thing, she neglected to take care of her family. Right, I'm not. Mm -hmm. I'm not even saying she should have. Like, yeah, okay, I agree with Homer. He should have gotten a million dollars, but hospital bills are really freaking expensive, and to not even Mm -hmm. get that paid for is redonkulous. Yep. Right. Uh, and we have the introduction of two characters that will become recurring characters. Uh, by the way, uh, this is one of many characters that Phil Hartman will play until he is unfortunately taken away from us uh, too soon from his uh, uh, by his wife. Uh, But we do get to see two new characters that do get to add a lot of uh, depth and nuance to The Simpsons in future episodes with uh, Dr. Nick Rubiera and uh, the shyster, uh,
1: Nick, I'm sorry, not Nick Rubiera. I'm sorry, Lionel
0: Hutz. What do you think of these two characters,
1: Maverick? Uh, They're a great addition to The Simpsons cast, you know. They're both recurring characters, so I, it, it makes me glad, you know, that that when they flesh out a character so quickly like that, just upon the first appearance, and that they keep coming back, it's uh, it 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 just shows like that's I don't know. It just shows their genius. I think that they had the character pretty much fleshed out because they don't really change, right?
0: No, they don't.
1: Like I know Doctor Nick goes on to Hawk Products on infomercials and stuff, but. Like he's still the same character, shady doctor, shady lawyer.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's essentially the same character, right? Different profession, but same yeah. character. Uh, but like I said, the, the, their additions to this series are is greatly appreciated. I think. Yeah. All right. Is there anything uh, else that from this episode that caught your eye, there, Maverick?
1: Um I think it's uh stuff I already talked about really it's uh th- it's just uh, the two things that we talked about in the very beginning the first being that Bart uh not, yeah like what did Bart steal? Yep. And uh the whole escalator into heaven thing like why like the Simpsons writers like I I like to think that they're pretty smart people and they are Mm-hmm. And like why why was the escalator only talking in English and Spanish? Like I'm sure they could have found someone to do like a Chinese dub or something or a different. I mean, they language. do have
0: they do have Asian characters on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: right. And we know they're Asian because they're white. Yeah. all the white people are yellow and all the yellow people are white on The Simpsons. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, we only we only saw the we only heard the message in English and Spanish. So I guess the Asians ain't getting into heaven in the Simpsons world. Yep. All right. Um, So one of the things I do want to talk about, even though I don't agree with Homer's attempt to extort a million dollars out of uh, Mr. Burns, uh, I think we can all agree that $500,000 would have been a nice figure for him to just accept, right? Yeah. He should have just definitely. He should have just uh, accepted it, signed the deal and that would have taken care of it. That would have covered all of Mark's uh Mark's uh I'm sorry, Bart's medical bills and they would have had more than enough money left over uh for Lisa's non-existent college fund and stuff like that, you know? But unfortunately, Homer got greedy and marge got preachy so we have so homer got nothing nothing well i shouldn't just say homer right because it was the simpson family
1: yeah
0: right Uh, the family got nothing and they're just so much poorer now because they have to pay for bart's medical expenses because of marge yep all right, uh, so I think this uh, pretty much wraps up this episode of Homer's Dope Nuts. Uh, Maverick, is there anything you would like to uh, let our listeners know about what's going on in Corpus or anything you got going on?
1: Yeah, I mean, just again, uh, check us out at our panel. It's all digital, so you don't have to leave your house. Uh, you go to WebCon Live, you can register as a guest. And make sure you have a Discord account beforehand because the form that you use to fill out will, you know, it's going to ask you for your Discord username.
0: Okay, so you don't register a Discord, you dis- you register where?
1: Well, I mean, you still have to register for Discord if you don't have a Discord account. Yes. Right, because okay. not a lot, not everyone has one. But like to register for the actual convention, you have to go to webconlive.com. Webcon- uh, fill Webcon- out the Con- registration live.com. form. Okay, mm-hmm. Yeah. And fill out the registration form online and they'll send you an email with uh, the Discord server link, which mm-hmm. will take you to where they're going to hold the panels, you know, because they don't just have panels. They have they're going to have artists. Um Uh, They're going to have like cosplayers, I guess. uh, I really honestly, like I said, this is my first convention, so I really don't know what they're going to be doing Mm -hmm. uh, in a lot of the other stuff. But they have cosplayers, they have artists, they have vendors. Vendors for sure, of course, will be selling stuff. And like just to give you all a preview or an idea of what some of the vendors there are doing um, is one of the vendors there is selling Dungeons and Dragons themed soap
0: oh my god
1: just to just to give you an idea of like some of the things that are going so they're going to be selling there
0: you can buy soap that helps you smell like a troll or something
1: <laughs> I have <laughs> no idea oh my god uh but it's all virtual so you don't have to leave your house and it's free so you just need an internet connection that's all you that's all you need
0: cool. that's I-
1: happening this weekend May 30th which is tomorrow and May 31st which is Sunday
0: all right Uh so I guess it's cool that uh, it's a good thing that you made me get that Discord account. That'll make it easier for me to jump in on this.
1: Yes, uh, much by easier. The way,
0: by the way, I haven't played Hero Clicks in a while. But I need to ask you, how many sets have I missed?
1: Oh, God. <laughs> you know, it's weird that you brought that up, Simpsons guy, because uh, I'm actually looking to get back into the game and I and I pre-purchased a starter set from uh, texas toys here uh-huh. and it should be here next week and i know like i stopped playing three or four years ago and i already missed a few sets i can't even imagine how many sets you've missed
0: i know i love that game too but since you're not around who the hell am i play- going to play with you know? <laughs> <laughs> anyway what starter set was this
1: It was the Justice League starter set. They're they're releasing two starter sets. Uh, One is Fantastic Four, which a lot of people are excited about because they haven't made a Fantastic Four set in a long time because of that whole Marvel-Fox dispute that Marvel just stopped publishing Fantastic Four comics and merchandise. Yeah. And so I wasn't able to get that one, unfortunately, because a lot of the places that I'm looking at have just been sold out. So I may just have to wait until people start reselling their starter sets. But um, it's EVA the Fantastic Four starter set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh the Justice League, which is based off... The Justice League one is based off of the animated series from the late 90s, oh, I want to cool. say.
0: Yeah, cool, cool, cool.
1: Yeah, so I'm actually looking forward to that one as well.
0: All right. So, if I ever start making any real money off of this or any of my other ventures, <laughs> I'm going to buy boxes of hero clicks that I've... Uh, hero click sets that i've missed so i can see what the hell's going on and try to uh get back into that because uh for those of you that have never played hero clicks oh my god it is a ton of fun
1: yes yes it is and yeah i mean if you if you do ever decide to get back into it and uh we'd love to have you on as a guest as well on our podcast uh just to kind of keep track, like, of where your process and progress is going with uh, with getting back into Heroclix. We'd love to hear about that.
0: Oh, cool, cool. Just let me know. Um, I'm going to... Oh, you we let speak, me know. I, no, no, okay. But I, <laughs> you let me know when you're, you have an availability, because I know you got your shows already lined up with WebCon and all that. Uh, because I am already looking on eBay for a Fantastic Four starter set.
1: <laughs> nice
0: so i can I, yeah yeah
1: well uh, i'll let you know then yeah because uh, uh this is another thing i'm excited about we're getting uh I, i've become pretty good friends with a board game designer mm-hmm. uh he's kind of taking me under his wing to giving me ideas on what how i can get started to designing my own board game and yeah, we're gonna have, have him as a guest too yeah we're, we're hoping to have him as a guest in a week or two on our podcast so We'll keep you guys updated on social media at DTS underscore gaming crew. If uh, the Simpsons guy doesn't share our social media posts, because you don't share all of them and that's fine. I don't expect you to, Simpsons guy. (laughs)
0: Well, you know, there's, there's times where I'm not on Twitter for like 12 hours so then like i when i refresh it, it i don't load everything have,
1: yeah yeah no i get you i get uh-huh. you and I, I, I know and that's that's why i'm bringing it up to your listeners that like uh that they can follow us too because c- you're you're a human with your human life and i know you can't be on social media all the time uh but it's dts underscore gaming crew on twitter facebook or instagram
0: but uh you have confirmation there my my former students who think i'm not human there you go i am human i have feelings guys <laughs>
1: It's a teacher thing. They don't think we're human.
0: Yeah, I know. For some reason, they think I live at the school. I emerge out of the closet at 6 a.m. or something, ready to to teach. Anyway, (laughs) but yeah, yeah, let me know. Uh, I do want to get back into Heroclix. Uh, Fortunately, I still have a 17-year-old son that I can force to play with me. Until my other son gets home. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Yeah, I think your other son might be more willing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I tell. I, uh, my wife is asking, does Rodrigo even hear the podcast? I tell her, no, I don't think he ever will. Well, at least not until I die. I don't think he's going to listen to it until I die, until, and he won't listen to it until he actually wants misses me and he wants to hear my voice. That's when he's going to want. That's when he's going to start listening. Otherwise, he's not going to listen at all.
1: That sounds about right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, you know him.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. That's that's why I'm totally agreeing with you. <laughs>
0: right. Uh, I know my kids. I know him. Uh, he's not going to listen to this until I'm dead. And I'm okay with that. Because yeah. I get, I'll get i get to speak from him from beyond the grave. Then. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, until next week, this is The Simpsons guy and Maverick saying toodaloo.